Welcome to The Current. I'm your host, your guide, Nadia Last. It's a very special moment to be sitting here with you recording this episode whenever this reaches your ears. This day is three years to the exact day when I launched this podcast, and it is a project that continues to take shape and evolve and take form as I evolve and take form. And for those who have been listening from the very beginning, thank you for being here, for witnessing me, for being part of this current. And for those that maybe it's your very first time listening, welcome. This show is designed to be a spiritual respite, a place of healing, a place of connecting, And the frequency of this podcast is a frequency of love. I love podcasting. I love sharing my voice. I feel called to do this work. In fact, I will receive very gentle and then not so gentle nudges when it's been a while since I have taken up the microphone. And I feel really honored to continue to share in this way with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For being here. I am recording this podcast episode on the other side of a very significant portal that I've been in over the past several months. So in this month that I'm recording, the very final day, October 31st, in October of 2023, I experienced two very significant milestones. And these were actually two different ceremonies. So the first ceremony that I experienced on the 1st of October was my graduation ceremony. Graduating with a master's in counseling psychology on my way to become a licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is a significant milestone along a very long time horizon. Becoming a therapist has been a lifelong dream of mine. In fact, there is a photo of me standing in front of a whiteboard when I was maybe eight or nine years old. And behind me on that whiteboard says, psychiatrist, you can tell us your feelings for free. We won't tell. And I'm smiling proudly in front of that whiteboard. So this has been a journey. On the one hand, I wish that it didn't take so much personal, financial, emotional sacrifice to get into this field. And on the other hand, I'm incredibly proud of this graduation moment because it represents investing in myself, investing in this dream, investing in the deep conviction that I want to be sitting in and with people's emotional challenges as a profession and contributing to healing and helping people claim more of their life force energy by excavating the past and turning in abundant eye toward the future and what that means. So my goal now on the other side of this graduation is one, to accrue hours. So if you're interested in working with me as a therapist, my doors are open. I'm very, very excited about that. I'm already working with several clients, about 20 people um, in my private practice and it was my coaching practice and I'll be shifting and converting many of these folks into formal therapy work. And my goal is to become the best therapist that I can be. And I'm hoping to merge a lot of the modalities that I found profound healing within 
with the formal field of therapy. So my goal is to become a spiritual therapist, to use so many of the energetic tools, the intuitive tools, the esoteric tools, uh, the psychedelic tools, and to merge those worlds because healing comes in many, many, many forms. And I am hoping to create safe, wise, introspective spaces for people to reclaim themselves. I am very interested in psychedelic work. I continue to assist psychedelic retreats a handful of times per year. If you're interested in that, reach out to me. I'm really interested in facilitating couples work. And I'm also very, very passionate about the future of group work. Sitting in circle with humans that you know over very long time horizons. And the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because the one-on-one therapeutic relationship is healing for so many reasons. But as a therapist, I'm sitting and I'm hearing people's stories and plights day in and day out. People are asking me, has anyone ever thought this before? I feel so alone in my story. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm like, I wish that you knew everyone has had this thought at some times. And while your experiences are unique, there are threads of common denominators in all of human experience. And I want you to be connected to that, you singular client. And so my goal and my vision is to create a lot of different group opportunities, group therapy opportunities, where people can sit in circle and hear each other's stories and come away with deep, true human connections and the deep inner knowing that we are all moving through these undulating waves of experience. So as a therapist, I can tell a client what you're moving through will pass. And yet hearing that firsthand, these ups and these downs, these highs and these lows, these challenges and these euphoric triumphs on the other side of them, they're constantly moving and shifting. And so, yeah, I just, I'm really excited about the future of group work and building that into my practice as well. So the second experience that I went through is my wedding ceremony. And my wedding ceremony was perhaps the most profound moment of my life. The reason for that, my deep belief is that weddings are one of the last standing rituals, rites of passage in our society that are truly understood and revered amongst everyone. And so the power of that ceremony was less perhaps in the ritual itself and more in the shared significance. I was surrounded by 125 people, friends, family, our deep community, and everyone shared in this really poignant moment of silence. There were such beautiful words that were shared. There was a moment where our parents wrapped us in a prayer shawl and spoke in both Hebrew and English, our dads. And it was just an incredible, powerful moment of blessing and healing and our families coming together. Scott had the most phenomenal vows, my now husband. And the apex of the ceremony was a poem that was shared by my sister-in-law. And as she was reading the poem, Scott and I were sharing eye contact um, throughout the entirety of it. And we were just completely moved to tears. She wrote about basically the many different ways in which we've known each other in past lifetimes. 
And it was just a very, very powerful moment. And that experience, you know, beyond the ceremony, we also danced the night away. It was an incredible party that morning. It was a solar eclipse. And so we sat in another sort of ceremony. Uh, I played the harmonium and I sang, and then people sat in silence as they watched the solar eclipse take take place. It was just a really powerful weekend. I feel as though my identity as a human is being stretched and shaped. And that is why I've had a bit of a break from sharing actively externalizing on this podcast and I'm coming back around to it because when we go through these experiences that change us that shape us they demand and require a lot of our focus and effort and so I would get down on myself that I hadn't been sharing as much because I feel these again intuitive nudges to share and yet I continue to trust this is the gooey in between this is the becoming This is the phase of life that you are in right now. You may feel frustrated that you're writing these papers, these final papers for your final class for grad school, but this is where you are right now. You may feel at times frustrated that you're choosing napkins for a dinner for your wedding, but actually it's it's one of the most beautiful experiences that you can have because of its shared significance by your community. And so I devoted myself wholly to these initiations. And yes, I think I'm just very grateful to be back, to be through them and to have experienced so much presence and delight and and pleasure through them. So beyond this personal update, I wanted to just share a bit and acknowledge how much unfathomable violence and pain and suffering has unexpectedly sprung up on our planet And it's challenging to figure out where to add a voice that doesn't fuel the flame of divisiveness and hatred on our planet right now. And so I've asked for the support from my guides in sharing from my heart today a bit about what you can do to ground yourself and support yourself as you are connected to the barrage of news, and what is happening on our planet right now. The message that I'm receiving is that so many are questioning how there can be a higher power when the forces at play on our planet feel so depraved and so void, devoid of heart, of light, of love. How can anyone believe that there is a greater, higher force that's guiding all of us, that there is a source energy that connects us all and that it is loving when there is so much hatred, pain, and suffering. And the message that I'm receiving is that we are here to anchor in that love. It doesn't always exist in every pocket here because our humanity is plugged into the frequencies of power, of greed, of hunger, of anger, of jealousy, of hatred, of divisiveness. And that is why it's so important to anchor in higher frequencies. If you cannot find it on our planet, find it within. Practices for getting still and quiet with yourself are more important now than ever getting out into nature, whatever that means for you, even simply being present with your houseplants, sitting in a park 
allowing the sun to be on your face. When humanity feels wayward, connect in with the beauty of nature. Make nature the center of your spiritual practice. The perfection that exists in the changing of fall leaves in the northern hemisphere and the budding of plants on the southern hemisphere. Connect yourself into love that exists in your day-to-day reality. That is the strongest form of resistance. It may feel futile, helpless, and yet when you are exchanging yourself energetically with the people around you at the grocery store, at the school drop-off, let every interaction be a ceremony, be exchanged in love, divine love and connection to humanity. Can you find yourself in every other person? The separateness on our planet right now is an illusion. We will return to where we've come from, which is complete sameness, complete oneness. These might feel like words, but it's a frequency more than anything else. Can you trust that by reverberating love and unity, that that is doing something that is anchoring a new energetic frequency on our planet right now. It is so much easier said than done. And it is also challenging to stay connected to what's happening on our planet without becoming consumed by it. Take care of yourself. Don't turn away, but resource yourself. I was in conversation with a good friend this morning and she asked me, Nadia, how do you anchor in this love? I want tactical practices. So I'll share what is part of my practice right now so that you can respond to this and find what works for you. The goal here is to feel something different that didn't exist before you started the practice. The goal is to connect yourself with a frequency that is higher. And by higher, I mean more loving more unconditionally understanding and compassionate. The practices that have been working for me right now, right before recording this podcast episode, I was playing my harmonium and singing. Singing brings me into a higher state of frequency and beingness. And I know that I'm there because I'm not thinking. And I'm feeling kind of this tingly sense of stillness, of beingness, of aliveness. It almost feels like a gentle excitement as well. Last night, when I was feeling particularly grief-stricken and heartbroken by what I was reading, watching, and listening to, I took a very long bath without my phone, turned off all the lights, I lit a single candle, and I cried. Another practice that's helping is going on walks with my dogs without my phone, being in nature, watching the trees rustle, seeing how beautiful a spider web spun between two tree branches is. Another practice that helps me a lot is eating intentionally and seasonally, being connected to the earth and the changing of the seasons really grounds and stabilizes me. I have been seeing my own therapist through the portal of my graduation and wedding and beyond. That practice is incredibly nourishing for me. And there are also free, accessible ways that I've been getting into myself. Um, Journaling is a non-negotiable right now in the morning, brain draining everything that I'm worried about, that I'm afraid of, that I'm heartbroken about. Putting pen to paper and taking moments to recognize how emotional it is 
for human life to be lost in such a brutal way. Spending time in that, that pain, that heartbreak. (sighs) And holding hope is the final piece. I lit a candle for a very long time the other night. And I set that candle, uh, the intention of hope for peace and for a future that hasn't existed before, an innovative way to connect the hearts of humanity. These are just words, but I've been in the energetic frequency of it. And I encourage you to do the same in whatever way feels authentic and true for you. What gets you out of your head and into your heart? I love you. Thank you so much for being here. You can expect more from me here, both solo and sharing people whose life's work I deeply resonate with, sharing more about my therapy journey. And as always, if you want to get in touch with me, you can send me an email, hello at NadiaLass.com. You can share this podcast with if it resonates with you with a friend. You can also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It is incredibly meaningful to read every single one of them. And I gift an intuitive reading to one person every month that I receive a podcast review from. All right, sending you so much love and we will talk soon.